0: Welcome to the Thankful Homemaker Podcast, a podcast to be an encouragement and blessing to each other in the role God has called us to as women. I'm so thankful you stopped by, so grab yourself a coffee or tea and sit with me a bit as we talk about how God's Word impacts every area of our lives as Christian women. Hello, friends. I'm Marcy Farrell from ThankfulHomemaker.com, and today we're going to chat about when we're just overwhelmed with our homemaking, or or maybe we're in complete chaos and we need some encouragement and help in getting things back under control. So I'm going to share some from a post that I wrote quite a few years back called Where to Begin When You're Overwhelmed, and it was dealing with our homekeeping. It's been a very controversial post and people either have a love or hate relationship with it. So I'm hoping that you all are in the love camp today because I'm not a fan of being in the hate camp. But before I get to tackle that question of where to begin when we're overwhelmed and caring for our home, my question today is I want to ask you, how well do you manage your home? And I know you're thinking right now, um, Mrs. Thankful Homemaker, I came here to get encouragement and you're convicting me or you're laying a heavy burden on me. And I can honestly tell you that's not what I'm doing, but I want to walk through some areas before we tackle where to begin tidying or cleaning in our homes when things are just overwhelming. I want to chat with you today as if I'm talking with my daughter. Hello, my Amber, if you're listening, and encouraging her in the role the Lord has called her to as laid out in Titus 2, 3 through 5. And let me let me go through those verses with you. It says, starting in verse 3 in Titus chapter 2, older women likewise are to be reverent in behavior, not slanderers or slaves to much wine. They are to teach what is good, and so train the young women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled pure, working at home, kind, and submissive to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be reviled. So getting some foundational understanding of why we are called keepers of our homes will be an encouragement in itself to not be overwhelmed in your homekeeping. But I hope today to set your mind on things of the Lord and his ways. And I also hope this will resonate well with most of us who do desire to live out his mandate that the Lord has laid out for us in his word, I, I desire to live it out with his help and that is key. He does not leave me or you if you are in Christ alone in this, right? So I desire to live it out because I desire to live a life that honors and glorifies him. I'm thankful that the Lord has gifted me with a husband and children and grandchildren and a home to care and manage. And listen, I'm going to lay out a statement here that I want you to remember as we walk through this. What I'm sharing is going to look different in every home, all right? I also don't know all the battles or circumstances in your home from health and illness difficulties or various trials you're dealing with or whatever the season you're in right now, okay? This may not be the season of your life. For you to listen to a podcast on this topic right now so you need to determine that and be discerning there and I am never talking about perfection or what people picture as Stepford Wives or or making an idol out of our homekeeping or whatever may be going through your mind right now because as soon as you share a podcast or even write a blog post about this topic of homekeeping that's where the conversation tends to go this isn't about having a Martha Stewart lifestyle in your homemaking. It is about the heart of a homemaker who loves the Lord and desires to love and care for her family well because of the God she serves. It is out of a heart of love and thankfulness because she has been redeemed. Thank you, Jesus. This also does not mean you don't do anything outside your home or saying you can't work outside the home or have any type of employment and as an example, I work for my husband's business and I really have ever since my kiddos were young. In my past, I've worked outside the home and inside the home and I still work inside the home as a homemaker, which is my primary job and for my husband's business. This is not a stay at home mama versus a working mom podcast, okay? This is for all Christian women in whatever season of life you're in. So I have a great quote here from John MacArthur that I love. He says, One expression in Titus 2 deserves special notice. It's the word homemakers. The Greek word is oikargos, which means literally workers at home. Oikos, O-I-K-O-S, the first part of that Greek word there." means home and Ergon, the second part of it, means work or employment. It suggests that a married woman's first duty is to her own family and her own household. Managing her own home should be her primary employment, her first task, her most important job, and her true career. So it does not matter if we are single, Married without children, married with children, working inside or outside the home, we as women are still called to be keepers of our homes. That is not a very politically correct statement I'm making there. But what I love is it didn't come from me. It comes from God's word. So I'm hoping I covered everything there. I'm sure there's things I missed. I was trying to because I know I'm going to get challenging comments. And that's okay, all right? So let me say it again. Maybe this isn't your season for listening to this podcast, but maybe it is a season for many of you. This is the topic that I get the most questions and emails about at the blog, all right? So that's why I'm doing this one today. So stick with me, and I hope that we can be an encouragement to one another and help you to get some order in your home with the Lord's help, because God gives us enough time each day to take care of the tasks that he desires us to accomplish. And I'm not done yet here. I have a couple more things to talk about before we get to the main thing here, or the main theme. All right, one issue I want to address is technology. I really want to do a whole podcast on this one in the near future, so that's going to go on my list. But when I was a young mom, we didn't have the distractions that, that we're all dealing with today. There was no internet or cell phones and obviously no Facebook And I'm not blaming these for all the issues we see with moms neglecting the order and upkeep of their homes, because there are many who do a great job participating in the online community while still caring well for their loved ones and homes. But this can be an issue for some women. So if you're finding yourself absorbed by the online community and you're not able to manage your time well, or you're neglecting the duties of caring for your family and your home and all you're doing is maybe reading more blog posts about being a keeper of your home, well, it's probably time to shut that computer off for a bit and get busy, okay? And also, there may be temporary seasons, things like illness or death in the family where the care of the home is a bit set aside, but it shouldn't be the normal everyday pattern of our lives. And if you're in this time, this season right now of a difficult, tiring, exhausting season, please listen to my podcast on when the days are difficult and exhausting. And again, this is not about having a perfect home, but we should have homes that reflect the beauty of the work of the Lord in our lives, This can be done on very little time each day when we take the time to learn to manage our days well and be productive in the time the Lord has given us. And please remember, ladies, I know this does not come naturally to everyone. Not every one of us has had it modeled or was taught how to care for a home, but if we have teachable hearts and we're desiring, we can learn, just baby steps, one step at a time doesn't happen in a day. And I'm not a naturally organized person. I have to work really hard at it. That's not my natural bent. And I really want to lay out that first before I get to the next part. So hang on, because I hope to give some encouragement and simple steps to help you get out of chaos and the feeling of being overwhelmed with the care of your home. But um, so let's get, you know, we're going to get into it now. I really did want to lay all that out first, though. So I want to talk now to my listeners out there that are just overwhelmed. And when I say overwhelmed, I don't mean exhausted from illness or things like that. I'm talking about you are in chaos right now and you don't know where to begin in your, your home because maybe right now you're the listener who is drowning in clutter and chaos. Or maybe you're the listener who has some semblance of order but just can't seem to get anything productive done from day to day to keep the clutter and chaos under control. So you have to spend days at a time trying to gain order back. And you may be the listener who never had the care and keeping of your home modeled for you by your mother or an older woman. We, our family, we moved away from family when we were newly married. And I was married at 20. So we were pretty young, my husband and I. He was 22 or 23 at that time. So I was on my own to figure out a lot of things about caring for a home. But I did have the example of my grandmother. My mom and I, my mom was divorced um when I was just a young girl and we lived with my grandmother and she was a beautiful example to me of how to keep a home she had a great impact on my role as a wife and mother and my grandma was not a believer as far as I know she passed away several years ago at the age of 102 but she did love to take care of her family and her home and did a beautiful job we and as I said we lived with her when I was young but for most of my young married life even when we moved away, I would call my grandma almost daily to ask her questions about various tasks in the home or recipes or just advice, whether about children or marriage or whatever it was. She was such a blessing to me, even at a distance. So my first thing to say to you is, can you find a mentor, an older woman who loves the Lord, her husband, her children, who manages her homeless, somebody that you see um, that could help you one-to-one? Maybe it's somebody in your church. Maybe it is your mom or your grandmother. So I ask you ladies to pray and ask the Lord to help you find this relationship and reach out to someone. Don't be afraid to ask for help here. And I know for many of you, you're just feeling drowned maybe in chaos and you don't do anything about it because you don't even know where to start. So let me help you by telling you, you just need to begin, all right? You have to do something. I know it's not very profound, right? Okay. But the reality is dishes don't magically disappear. Laundry doesn't jump into the washer by itself. And meals don't automatically appear at mealtime without some thought, planning, and preparation. The Lord desires for you to care for your family and your home. This is your domain and the area he has given you to care and keep. And so many times... We can find ourselves sitting there in self-pity, giving us the poor me, look at all I have to deal with, and the mess or the tasks before me. Listen, I've been there, all right? I know we can all relate to self-pity as women, wives, and mothers. How many times do we focus on our needs that aren't met, or what we think of as unfair situations or circumstances? Self-pity is a selfish tendency that takes our eyes off Christ and puts them on ourselves. We forget that God works all things together for good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Are we able to give God thanks in all things? Are we able to give him thanks for the home we've been given to care for and the work that it takes to manage it? Do we find ourselves sinfully grumbling and complaining about the work that has to be done? Listen, there are many days that I really don't feel like doing dishes or cleaning the bathroom or putting laundry away. I mean, let's face it; it's really not all that exciting, and there aren't any awards given for how many times you do it or how well you do it. But the reality is, it has to be done, Mama. And initially, it's your job to do it. There's delegating there; you can get help. That's what I'm I'm here. I'm not saying that you don't get help, or or you don't. You know, you can ask your husband for help. I mean, my husband is a great help to me around the house. Or train your kiddos to help with household tasks. But This is your calling as a wife and mother. So I'm not going to give you any excuses here, but I want to encourage you in your mind, continue with the saying, do the next thing. It's a great saying to remember in those moments that you don't know where to begin. Just look at what needs to be done and do the next thing. You don't have to do everything, right? You just need to do the next thing. Each little thing you do will make a huge impact over time. So I want to get practical with you here now, okay? Because if I could come into your home with you, I would work through this with you, but I can't, all right? So maybe you can work through each task and pause the podcast, even if you're with me for a couple weeks until you finish the task and come back for the next one. We can do this together. There's no time limit here, all right? So let's walk through together where to begin when you're overwhelmed. I always encourage... Um, wants to start in the kitchen all right it's the hub of your home start by taking care first of all those dirty dishes in the sink all right hand wash them or load your dishwasher next when you're done with that and if you've hand washed and you can dry them, put them away next wipe down and tidy the kitchen counters maybe you can take off a couple things that don't need to be there or if things are in wrong place just set them back in the room they need to go in Take a moment to put out a clean dish towel. That's a great feeling when you're all finished. And if it's possible, I'm not setting a law here, obviously, but really try to go to bed without dishes in the sink if you can, all right? So at this point, you have your kitchen tidy and you're ready to prepare meals because you have a place to do it, all right? You're ready to go. So one step is done. That's really not so hard of a task. The next thing I'm going to encourage you to do is laundry, to throw a load of laundry in the washer or... hmm. Rewash that load that's been in there a few days. Hmm, how else would I know that unless I've done that, right? More than a few times too, all right? Finish that load all the way through. That means to dry it, to fold it, and yes, the dreaded to put it away, okay? Yes, doing a load of laundry entails all those steps, Teach your kids to put their own laundry away. Teach your kids to fold their own laundry as soon as they can. Work hard on that so you're not dealing with that. Kids are great sock sorters. That's a blessing to have that. And hear me out here. If you can only get through one load of laundry a day and get it put away, then only do one load of laundry a day. You don't want to leave stuff hanging in the washer or dryer for days on end. So let's take a peek next in the bathroom. We've tackled, we've talked about the kitchen. We've talked about the laundry. Let's take a look at that bathroom now. So first off, make sure it's stocked with necessary supplies. Check out the toilet paper, tissues, your cleaning supplies stocked, and they're easy to access. I love keeping cleaning supplies under every bathroom sink with my necessary things I need because it makes cleaning the bathroom so much easier than tote and supplies. You don't have to do this. If you keep them in a tote, you can do that. This is just a bent that I have because it's easier for me so let me walk you through what i do in my bathroom it takes me five minutes every day and i do this in my math my master bathroom where my husband and i use that one particularly so i'll squirt toilet cleaner in the toilet bowl and swish it with the toilet brush and i let it sit while i'm taking a shower and then after I shower, I I keep a squeegee in there. I'll squeegee the walls down and tidy up the shower supplies, like the soap and stuff. Just give it a quick tidy if it needs to. It usually doesn't, and every few days, I do keep a, um, a really safe, clean kind of bathroom cleaner in there that I can use while I'm in there, and that's how I clean my shower, when I'm in there, because I have one of those handheld sprayers. That's been a huge blessing, or keep a cup in there to rinse the walls down, but that's a much easier way to clean the shower. Next off, make sure all towels are hung in their proper place. When you get out, you give the toilet a final swish, and I like to grab a few sheets of toilet paper, squirt it with window cleaner, or whatever disinfectant cleaner you have on hand, and wipe the seat down and the sides, and um, just give it a tidy. Maybe you need to get a couple little things of paper, and flush the paper. You can use a paper towel, or um, if you prefer, but for me, a few sheets of toilet paper does the quick really fast. So then wipe down the mirror with window cleaner and paper towels, give the counters a squirt and wipe also. Um, My Norwex window rags are a favorite for this chore. I keep them on hooks inside of my, one of my bathroom cupboard doors. And then I just wash them when I wash my towels. But also when I'm saying wipe down the sink, like a lot of people change their hand towels daily. So maybe that's what you do. Maybe you wipe down your sink and you dry it with your hand towel and that goes in the wash. And then the big one is put items away that you use. That's such a huge one. And your clothes in the hamper or put them away, hang them up. Don't leave them in a pile, all right? After you've given your bathroom a quick clean, maybe it's the time to put out some fresh towels and do a load of laundry of towels, okay? If you do this quick daily bathroom tidy, it makes your deep cleaning a breeze. I so promise, ladies, so really really fast again you're squirting the toilet paper you're squeegeeing the shower you're making sure towels are hung up you finish the toilet and give it a quick tidy you're going to wipe your mirror down on your counters put all your things away when you're done your clothes all that sort of stuff and then you're ready to go that's it It took five minutes literally so okay we've looked at kitchen and we've looked at we've dealt with laundry we looked at tidying a bathroom let's look at the front door next What does your front entry look like where your company or or people come in, all right? Can you tidy it by dusting, sweeping, mopping the floor, making sure the entry rug is clean? Is there a place for visitors to put their coats and their shoes? Can you wipe down the glass on your front door or your storm door? Can you sweep the front steps or the porch? I like to keep a broom in the corner of my front porch year round and give it a quick sweep almost daily, but for sure if someone is coming over. Let's move on from here. What about your family room? Because really this pattern I'm giving you is the same for every room now as I get to the family room. So when you get to the family room, make sure your family members take their belongings to their rooms every evening before bed. We like to keep a basket at the bottom of the steps to be a catch all for items that need to go back to rooms upstairs. So give that family room a quick tidy and pick up, fluff pillows, fold blankets, and dust and vacuum. Don't even deal with decluttering at this stage, all right? So from here, could you take it one room at a time and just clean the surface areas that are visible? I'm not talking about decluttering. I'm just talking about tidying the areas that are visible and then giving those rooms a dust and a vacuum. So can you take the time here to tidy bedrooms and make sure there's clean sheets on the beds? Does your family making sure, and again in the bathrooms, do they have clean towels to use? And also it helps a lot if you have a place for family members to hang their towels so they can put it back up to you. So maybe, you know, we don't wash our towels every day, we wash them every few days so your family members can hang them up somewhere to reuse them. Here's the reality, keeping a home, there's just no way around it. It just takes hard work and effort. You can't even begin to organize, though, if you have lots of clutter. So don't worry about decluttering and working about cupboards and things or doors until you're managing this normal kind of day-to-day cleanup and laundry and meals, okay? Because when you begin to have a routine and some sense of order, then from there, ladies, you can start to make a list of areas you'd like to declutter, and then my other thing I always emphasize is you really want to declutter. And when I say declutter, it's, it's making your little piles of keep, give away, and throw away, okay? You want to do that before you even start to organize because you want to weed out what doesn't need to be there. So all you have left is what you're dealing with because so many people go out and buy all these fancy containers and storage bins, and then they may not even need them once they determine what they're keeping um, there may not be much left that you don't even need storage containers. So just remember that. So your three categories when you declutter, again, are you going to keep, you're going to throw away, or you're going to give away, all right? And if you're, if you're at this point that you're ready to do that, I have a blog post called Bring in Order to Our Homes. And then I also have a podcast to listen to if you're more of a listener like this. It's my episode 14 called Simple Tips for a Clutter-Free Home that may be a help to get you started. So, all right. Keeping our homes again, it's just, it's hard work. There's no way around it. It's not going to happen if you get distracted by things like the computer or the television or maybe good books. The books are not a bad thing. It's a good thing to read, right? But you sometimes you need to do other things. You need to be doing the thing that needs to be done first. Or here's another one, making lists of what needs to be done but never doing it. Because listen, I love to make lists and I can find myself making them and never acting on them. So that's really not very helpful. <laughs> It takes discipline. You know what? I have a podcast on self-discipline too. It's one of my earlier ones. So take a listen if that's an area you'd like to just um, hone in a little more on. So there's not unique skills required to wash dishes or do laundry. You just have to do it. But every day that you put these tasks off, the piles just build, and then it gets harder and harder to begin because at that point, you are so overwhelmed. So we do need to pray and ask the Lord's help, but we need to do our part and act. You have to start somewhere. And I just hope that our time today will encourage you to start. So if you're there, go walk into that kitchen and start tackling those dishes. I'm going to share some links in the show notes that may be a help and encouragement to you, all right? But I want to remind you and come to Lamentations chapter 3, verses 22 and 23, familiar verses, but it says... The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. So every new morning, ladies, demonstrates God's grace. It's a new beginning. We don't need to look any further than the air we breathe or the shining of the sun or the rain that falls to furnish the soil. God's mercies come to us in multiple ways that we don't deserve. His mercies are new every morning and they are always there for us. We will have good days and bad days, and we will be tired and weary, but God is faithful always in every circumstance. His mercies will never run out, so draw your strength from Him, dear friends, because His compassion is poured out from an infinite store. Having a home with a sense of order and cleanliness will be a blessing to you and your family. It's teaching your children how to be good stewards of the house and the belongings the Lord has blessed you with. It's showing your husband, it's showing him that you're thankful for the home that you too, that really, that the Lord has provided for you both. It's going to save you money by being organized so you know what you have on hand and you're not buying duplicates. You're going to spend less time running all over trying to find items you've lost and eventually, in time, you will have a place for everything. Regarding the care of our homes, um, Gretchen from this company that I really love, I use their um, Just Give Me Jesus journal from Well-Watered Women, shared this on her Instagram a while back, and I really love this. She says, but I've learned that I can either spend my time complaining or spend it praising the Lord. In Colossians 3.23, Paul writes, Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ." So she says then to that verse, the what, quote, whatever includes everything. It includes doing the dishes all day, every day, and it includes picking up toys for the thousandth time. It includes folding countless loads of laundry every week, and it includes vacuuming, grocery shopping, and doing any mundane task. That word, whatever, is what makes everyday tasks. Worship. Worship isn't just designated to Sunday morning church or your daily quiet time. Worship is adoring Jesus every moment of the day including the moments we are doing tasks we don't necessarily love to do no task is exempt from the holy call of doing whatever for the glory of God Jesus makes your whatever worthwhile the unfiltered blurry moments of life are often the most beautiful ones His fingerprints are all over life. We just need eyes to see him at work within us and all around us. End quote there. Thank you for that, Gretchen. So my hope today is not to make you feel more overwhelmed, but to be an encouragement that you get to this most important area of your life and you are able to start to get it under control. We all make excuses as to why we do the things we do. I know keeping our homes looks different to everyone and we will not have all the same level of cleanliness, but we should all have the same heart to manage well what the Lord has given us to manage, that every task and area of our lives would be done in worship to the Lord. So let's get busy, ladies. We've been given a job that has eternal purposes. God is using the caring of your home to grow you spiritually. If you are a born-again believer, one who has repented and put your faith and trust in Christ alone for salvation, then he is working all things for your good, even the care and upkeep of your home. That's Romans 8:28. Will you ponder and pray and ask the Lord to help you begin to care for and manage your home well? Charles Spurgeon says, "The way to do a great deal is to keep on doing a little. The way to do nothing at all is to be continually resolving that you will do everything end quote. So ladies, we can all start by just doing a little. Those little things do make a difference, a big difference in time. So be reminded to just do the next thing. Jesus is enough always. Thank you for being with here, here with me today. You can find the show notes and other resources related to this post at my home on the web, thankfulhomemaker.com. And I'll make sure to put those quotes that I used in there too. So if you don't subscribe to the blog by email, I would so love you to. You get two free eBooks from me when you do, and you'll also get my monthly newsletter with articles and helpful resources and a devotion to encourage you in your role as a Christian woman. You can do that over at thankfulhomemaker.com and you can find this this little subscribe box on my uh, blog. And if the podcast was a blessing to you, please share it with a friend and leave a review on iTunes. Thank you so much and have a blessed week, dear friends.